Welcome back to another episode of the Silverado Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed Western, Silverado, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Josh Horowitz from 5 Minutes of Trouble, 5 Minutes of Bonsai, and 12 Chimes It's Midnight. And my partner in this great endeavor has no fear of the number 13, the indefatigable Brett Stillo. Welcome back for the Friday episode. Thank you, and I love that word. Yes, we should all call each other indefatigable. That's I, I believe there was a British warship with that very name, HMS yeah, Indefatigable. Indefatigable. Well, we're, we're going to be encountering some pretty long words today, you'll see. <laughs> that's, that's good, that's good. I, you know, multi-syllables, we need that. It's, it's <laughs> good for the gums. And uh, we have a... A good guest with us today as well to uh, to handle all these big words and round out the week with us, and that would be Gordy the Mailman from the Gordcast, a good friend of yours, Brett. You guys have done some podcasting together. Welcome, welcome, Gordy. Thanks, thanks for having me. This is my favorite western of all time, so uh, I I'm so honored to be part of it in any way at all. Ah, favorite western. So this this will be. Uh, a little bit different than the episode that we had with Amy. We had to convince her that it was her favorite Western. Oh, that, that was hard. That was like an intervention. <laughs> that was rough. That was rough. Uh, let me just say welcome, Gordy. Always, always, always a pleasure working with you. I, I feel like I'm in, uh, here with a, a living legend in uh, movie podcasting. Mm. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Go ahead. Deal me in. Deal me in. <laughs> Deal me in. Deal me in. So, so on the subject of Westerns, my friend, uh, this is your favorite Western. Yeah. Why? Why is this your favorite Western? Well, there's a couple different reasons. Um, and, and I'll do a little bit of a caveat that Blazing Saddles is a, a, a close second. And then one that's closer to the 80s Western revival was The Long Riders. And that's a whole other podcast. Oh, I thought you were going to say Three Amigos. <laughs> I think I, I, th- I think I've only seen that once, maybe only once. Yeah, once you haven't seen yeah. that a plethora of times. <laughs> no, there, there, there are certain there are certain movies that I, I I did go. Yeah, I get that, and then I never I never rewatched it. But this one I've watched so many times. I think a big part of it also is that I, I watched it a lot with my mom. My mom oh. and I watched it a lot together because we didn't really like a lot of standard westerns and a lot of the the. the the basic like macho, um, get everything wrong, you know, John Wayne stuff. And when this one came along and it was sort of lighthearted, but also, you know, not the most authentic thing ever, but the, the good guys on, on the team were all, were kind of altruistic and less macho and, and, and guarded and calm and quiet and not, you know, it just, it really just appealed to me. Plus, mm. Kevin Klein is just the best. Because the movie I saw before this was the Pirates of Penzance movie, which was the complete ah. opposite. It was the Errol Flynn, you know, oh, everything was overacting. 
Uh, yeah, and then, I, I just saw that movie not too long ago. That's actually a, a lot of fun. I was I was really surprised oh, yeah. uh, with with the performances in that one. You know, I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. basically the Gilbert and Sullivan thing, but. Yeah, he he really brings it all for that role. It's it's, yeah. uh, there's, it's a good there's, one. there's just so many times where he was he he like he'd be looking at the camera and he would just like superpose and then somebody behind him would say something and he'd spin around and he'd yeah. always back back and forth. <laughs> and then th- and then in this movie he's the calmest, most uh stoic uh intellectual cowboy ever. And yeah. I, I I don't know. Everything he did everything he does in this movie it's just like, yep, that's that's the way I would do it. That's the way, totally I, the way I would handle that you know, I, if I was I in the West. I kind of feel like the, the the way he performs in this film is similar to how he performs in the movie Dave when he was right. the president. He's got that kind yes. of funny yet not quite so forceful uh, role going on. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm the star, but also I'm in the background too, and I, I like I like that style of acting. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver Adam Driver's been doing that recently. Uh, in, yeah, in yeah, a couple, yeah. a couple of a couple of his things that he's done off to the side, where he's not, you know. It, anyway, that, uh, we don't we don't have we not a, this is not an Adam Driver yeah. podcast. Move gentlemen, on. Sorry. gentlemen, Sorry. May, I, Sorry. may I put this to you? Because we're it's, we're in the eighties. It's an eighties movie, and we I think all of us have a deep deep likening for Kevin Klein. Is Kevin Klein eighties Kevin Klein? This Kevin Klein, the thinking man's Bill Murray. <laughs> The thinking man's S- Bill Murray. Sort of. I don't know have what that have you seen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you seen January Man? No, do tell. That's another one. That was that was the the his first thing after Fish Called Wanda, hmm. and and uh, Alan Rickman is in that, and it's it's super subtle. It's not the best movie ever, but there's there's parts of it where you're just going, yeah, this guy's going to be a varied. He's a varied actor. He's not like he's not going to be put him on the spot, Kevin Costner, who's almost always the same, except for this movie. <laughs> and, but he, he, he just kind of like that. This was the launching pad, not Silverado, but like the eighties, what is what launched Kevin Klein into being a, a great actor. Mm. He was in a big, big chill, of course. In that, uh, so yeah. what, so uh, are we just going to call us the Kevin Klein podcast? No, no, this is the Silverado oh. minute. So we got we it. Have to got discuss it. The minute. Got and it. And that okay. is minute 15. Of Silverado. Minute 15 starts with an evocation. It starts with an evocation of Triskaidekaphobia and ends with a brief (laughs) assessment of the town of Turley. There's the other big word for today. Triskaidekaphobia. But is it? I thought that was only Friday the 13th, not 13. No, 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 no. It's it's, it's 13 in general. Okay. It is. Yes. And in fact, this is a perfect uh, way to segue into that. Triskaidekaphobia is, uh, you know, it, it's basically the fear of 13. And uh, that can be Friday the 13th. It can be the number 13. Uh, so how is it that people have associated 13 with bad luck? And uh, I looked this one up according to the uh, source of all knowledge, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> yes, the, the, the term Triskaidekaphobia <laughs> was first used in a 1910 book called Abnormal Psychology. Uh, and there's a couple of instances just throughout history where they talk about 13 being bad. One of the earliest ones is actually Norse mythology. There's a story about 12 gods having a dinner party in Valhalla, and the trickster god Loki arrives, of Loki Disney Plus fame, and uh, he's the 13th uninvited guest, and he causes Baldur, the son of Odin, to be killed, which causes the whole earth to go dark, and so the uh, Norse people consider it a very bad, unlucky day. 
and uh, you know other unlucky 13s. Uh, you know, obviously Apollo 13, uh, the stock market crash on Friday the 13th in '89. Uh, no 13th floors in Las Vegas and cruise liners. But my favorite one, having to do with westerns in a way, yeah. there are 13 steps to the gallows. 12 up, one down. Oh wow! I didn't read that one. That's yeah. very cool. That's so, very cool. There, there's your Triskaidekaphobia minute. Up nice. until this very moment, I thought Triskaidekaphobia, which I just mispronounced. Thank you very much. Was a fear of triple decker sandwiches. <laughs> Believe it or not, but I thought, you know, it's that middle slight layer of bread, that middle slice. I don't know. It's scary. Well, the the toothpick holds it all together, and that's what Emmett has in his mouth in this minute. So you you just totally nailed it. Yes, there it is. It all comes together. Gordy makes the segue. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> nice segue. So, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you. maybe we step back a bit. We see Cobb and his horse racing away at full gallop. Mm-hmm. But that's and before our minute, though. Well, well you, get, you get the very tail end. Very tail yeah, end that, of that's, horse. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yes, yes, very yes, yes. Very tail yes, end yes. of that horse. And then, yeah, uh, Peyton has... You know, it's 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 a great Peyton moment. You know, like thirteen, the pause, bad luck. I mean, it's bad luck. you know, I think we're when we're talking about Kevin Klein and the character of Peyton, it's it's the whole subtle delivery of that line. You know, that little breath to himself, bad luck, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's you know, it's such a great you know foreshadowing of what is to come. I mean, that line could have been delivered very hammy by you know anybody really, but yeah, very very subdued as is his character throughout this whole movie. Yeah. I feel it's very much a a sort of a Costner, not Costner, he's not around for another five, ten minutes. Kasdan sort of a beat. Mm. Uh, You know, different movie, different director, but the same writer, Bad Dates. That's right, yes. Right, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's written a lot of uh, the stuff we've already talked about. He's well-versed in the 80s uh, writing of things that uh, people pay attention to and, and analyze over and over and over again. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just a nice moment, you know, bad luck. We feel it. No one else heard it other than him. He's just saying it. To, he's literally saying it to himself, which we do all day long. Hmm. Or I do at least. <laughs> do you go around all day just muttering bad luck to yourself? <laughs> no, I've never said bad luck, but there's, there's times where, uh, on my route where something happens and I say something and there's nobody else around to hear it. So mm. I relate. I can totally relate. I myself, when I talk to myself, I do feel as though there is somewhere in the multiverse uh, an audience watching me on screen say that line. <laughs> so the next time you catch yourself talking to yourself, think about, no, no, somewhere in the multiverse there is someone who is actually is watching you on screen. And mm. uh, sort of is that, you know... And very it's like, Truman wow. Show. Very Truman Show. Very Truman. Yeah. But that's an that's another movie. And that's another minute. <laughs> so Josh, you you did the research on Wikipedia and the internet exactly as I did with thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, there's a history, the 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 all of the historical things. But my curiosity is, in eighteen sixty. No, this is after the Civil War. Eighteen eighty. Where are we exactly? Somewhere between the seventies and the eighties. Yeah, probably. Right. Right, right, right. Were people saying 13 is bad luck in that time frame? Or is that, you know, I don't, you know, what is what is the word uh, when something's, um, an, 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 
anachronistic. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I think that people at that time, yeah, I mean, bad luck. I mean, heck, you, you go back and there were even, you know, people talking about how, you know, at the Last Broken Supper, mirrors. you know, I mean, right. there was, yeah, yeah. you know, Judas was the, the 13th guest at the at the table who betrayed Jesus. Right, but, I mean, so the, it's but, been around for a while, I'm sure. So what, So guys who just were in the West just, okay, I'm just curious. I was just curious. I, I didn't find any solid evidence on it. Well, moving on from uh, from 13, the, the thing that I notice in this scene is that finally uh, Peyton is dressed again. This is the first time we're actually seeing him wearing proper clothing, and it definitely changes the character. Uh, he seems, well, much more normal at this point. Uh, though, though the thing that, that I noticed now that he's wearing this outfit, uh, he looks a lot like Kurt Russell as McCready in The Thing. Down to the hair and then <laughs> yeah, the yeah, and the, the, and the dark the, the, the cap. Yeah, yeah, the hat is kind of yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think Josh, we've we've talked about this over the, over the week, but you know, there's there's something generally associated in a western with with comedy and your long johns, your union suit, right? You know, particularly when it's just yeah, my cowboy hat, my cowboy boots, my cowboy underwear. Uh, so. You know, it is like, yeah, it's it's a little breath of fresh air. It's a little beat. You can kind of take Payton seriously, or at least a little more seriously, because he's mm. he's wearing trousers and a, yeah. and a snappy but bandana. I, I can tell you, though, that having seen this movie after I had seen Fish Called Wanda and Dave and, and some of the other films, I, I was just struck by how he looked with, with the whiskers in general. Uh, mm. You know, I mean... You know, I, I when I thought of Kevin Klein, I always thought clean shaven or or maybe just like a little mustache. Um, so seeing him here, it 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 almost seems like it's it, yeah. I mean, it, it adds that rugged feel, and I I kind of feel that hard times deserve uh, you know a kind of a rugged look like that. I mean, heck, even even me, I I was clean shaven for pretty much <laughs> my entire life, and uh, during the pandemic, I decided you know what, now's a good time. These are tough times. I'm gonna grow. A full beard and mustache. Hell, I'm not even going to cut my hair. And uh, I, I still have my uh, my beard and mustache two years later, though I did eventually cut my hair. Yeah. Uh, though I had seven months where I didn't. I had a nice little ponytail for a while. Nice, nice. <laughs> and, it, and it does seem like you and Commander William Riker have, you know, you, you, it's... <laughs> You know, you you've uh, you've Rikered, my friend. That that is actually what I was shooting for. Yes. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> yes, congratulations. You got thank the you. lean too. You got the shoulder lean going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could I I could I could I could see your inner frakes coming out. Who's mm. uh, your inner in frakes? <laughs> I think that was the name of a battleship in World War II, also. <laughs> <laughs> inner frakes. Inner frakes. Uh, this is not the time to bring up my recent reviewing of, uh, rewatching of Alien Autopsy from the 90s, but, uh, Frakes is pretty cool in that. But that's another <laughs> podcast for another time. We are here in this rugged little outpost in, uh, a, a nameless territory in the Old West. And, uh, but yeah, Scott Glenn. Yeah. His toothpick. And, uh, this is, this is our first opportunity to see the great Scott Glenn. Mm. And uh, again, I, I hadn't uh, seen him in anything other than the right stuff. I mean, I remember him as as Carpenter. It was Carpenter, wasn't it? I remember he did the Jose Jimenez thing. But Yeah, yeah. No, oh, he was he was Shepard. He was Alan Oh, no, Shepard, right. 
right? smiling out of the cape. Yeah. And uh, I, he's an he is an excellent Alan Shepard. You know, he doesn't have a there's not really a physical resemblance, but he mm. definitely has, you know, the the uh, the edgy aspect of. Uh, of Commander Alan Shepard. And this is basically uh, what two years later. So I mean, yeah, he looks exactly yeah. like he did in in uh, in right stuff. I mean, Scott, but yeah, he, great yeah. actor. Yeah, an incredibly long career. I'm thinking of a of a biker movie from 1970 that I don't know how old Scott Glenn was, but he was in that and uh, Gordy, gargoyles, yes. gargoyles. Oh yeah, yeah, gargoyles. Bernie Casey. Yeah, as as the yeah. gargoyle. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, Apocalypse Now, he had a very, he was only in the opening scene with Harrison Ford, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, uh-huh. he was in Apocalypse Now. I, I, I had seen him. See, that's the thing is when I, I knew him in this, it was the right stuff. And I kind of remember Apocalypse Now. Okay. And that's as far as it went. But to me, this is the movie <laughs> that kind of, like Kevin Klein, uh, made me aware of Scott Glenn as an actor. So. Yeah. Mm. I, no. I yeah I kind of go back and forth on Emmett, in that uh, there's there's something about Emmett of all our four heroes. He reminds me of the most of a spaghetti western mm. uh, cowboy. There's something you know just slightly uh, can't quite put my finger on Emmett, but he seems more he, like he, oh, go go he's for a it. Dip, he's a different he's a different stoic than 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 Kevin Klein is that he's stoic, but he's also kind of closed off and well, he was in jail for a while. And so he's like an all American stoic where, Hmm. um, to me, how I see it, how I see it. Whereas the, whereas Kevin, Kevin Klein is stoic, but he's also philosophical and altruistic and, um, uh, engaging. Whereas Emmett is often doing the right thing. But he also could just, you know, not care at all. But more than likely, he's going to participate. But uh, yeah, it's it's. A, it, I've been watching this movie a lot more recently. I watched it like at least three times this week. Oh, awesome. It's just always It's just always on in the background because I, I kind of want to analyze each person, you know, each personality as it goes. And uh, I still haven't got it totally figured out. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and, yeah. and Emmett's character is also, you know, at this point in the film, I mean, he's a true badass. I mean, he just took out all those people in the very first minute of the movie. And, uh, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm a little sad that we didn't get a, enough Emmett to talk about here because he's right? a really cool character. Right. Because, yeah, I think of the four, he's the most dangerous. Hmm. He's a He is a classic Western good guy. Uh, but, you know, what's what's the, you know... Is, Way down the line, someone else's minute, but, you know, uh, Payton says, I think to Cobb, you know, I wouldn't want to go against Emmett. You know, <laughs> like even Payton says, yeah, uh, I consider him a friend and I don't want to deal with him. So, right, uh, right, 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 right. Way later in the film. Yeah. It's also, it's also, you know, uh, Emmett's not a gambler, but he sure holds his cards close to the vest is basically kind of how he is emotionally and, uh, you know, the way he, the way he goes through his life. My favorite part, one of my favorite parts of the actual minute we're talking about is when Payton's asking him all these questions about Turley and he just goes, I expect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I expect. A man so of like, few words. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's now how I'm going to answer every question 
given to me on my route or at work or anything. <laughs> From now on, it's just like, I expect. Do, do, yeah. do I need to have four or five stamps on this one? <laughs> I expect. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we can learn a lot from Emmett's uh, mm-hmm. uh, man of few words, yes, for sure. Yeah. Gentlemen, I just suddenly remembered something from almost 40 years ago, and that was, uh, you know, pre-internet, you know, a, a little behind-the-scenes short, um, you know, in-between-the-3.30 movie and the 5 o'clock news kind of thing about Silverado. Just so, you know, it might have even been something like Entertainment Tonight, but I do recall Scott Glenn, uh, you know, on the set, sitting in his Scott Glenn chair in his Emmett costume, but saying basically in this little clip, um, you know, the thing to remember is, you know, it's a Western, but we aren't cowboys. What we actually are, are gunfighters. Hmm. All four of us are professional gunmen. And he, you know, he didn't raise it, you know, but he made that point of like, yeah, it's, it, we're called cowboys, but like he made a point of like, none of these four guys are cowboys. Right. <laughs> They're all no, uh, no singing involved, no singing, no rustling, none of that, no wrangling. Uh, and I think a little bit of roping comes later, (laughs) a little bit of roping. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah, I mean that, that seems to be, uh, again, he's, Hmm. uh, Emmett is a, uh, we could say he's a peaceful warrior. Mm. The the gunslinger. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He is a gunslinger. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You know, I imagine, you know, they're going to, he and uh, Jake are going to go to California and kill people. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to put, no, they're going to put away their gun, gunslinger ways. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's see. What, what else can we talk about in this minute? There's a lot of talk about hats. Oh, Uh, yeah. Peyton is very uh, fond of his black hat. Lots of mention of that, so uh, we can be sure that that hat's going to show up again probably later. Well, it's. Does it? It does it? Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. the hat shows. And, and this is, you know, I mean, we're, you know, this first act of the movie, we're seeing Payton sort of becoming a human being again or trying to become a human being. And, you mm. know, this is, you know, a few mo- or, you know, a few moments earlier, it was, oh, I miss that horse. If I only had the horse back. And then he's reunited with the horse. Everything is great. And gets the horse. Yeah. And, he yeah. Gets and the now horse. it's the hat. It's like, now oh, it's really the hat. That hat. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, I, later he's going to talk about the spurs and then yeah. the gloves and, and his know, eye, that, and his, that his, one eye yeah, patch yeah, I used to have. Yeah, and, the gun. You know, yeah, his ivory, his ivory uh, Colts revolvers. Yeah. yeah, it's just like it's always a little bit more. It's like, oh shoot, yeah, I forgot about that thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I want that. I want yeah, that. The, back the only too. thing shoot. he probably won't get back is the dog. Oh, the dog. Yeah. Well, he rescued him and then took. Oh wait, sorry, we're giving away other <laughs> people's minutes. No, we, we don't talk sorry, about the sorry. dog. Sorry, no. sorry, sorry, sorry. We don't, we just, we just, you know, we just all wonder, where is the dog? <laughs> where is the dog? But, uh, no, I think it's, it's very telling of Peyton, um, that it's just, there's one more thing he needs, then he'll be mm-hmm. happy. It's the, um, like the jerk, it's like the scene in the jerk. Oh. <laughs> you know, the, uh, all I need is this ping pong paddle and, uh, this thermos and this <laughs> ashtray and this. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think, you know, these are, in a way, you know, men of few words, but, you know, Payton is so subtly eloquent in that description of the hats and, 
you know, I took three years to head train it or what, how does exactly that line? Something like that. Yeah. It it took, it it took me three years. It it took me three years. It took my head three years to train that hat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've got that. I've got that with my baseball cap. My pirate's cap is like that. If I lose my pirate, my favorite pirate, Pittsburgh pirate's cap, it's like, it took me 15 years to train that thing to fit my head exactly the way it does. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I totally get it. I totally get it. Well, well, here's a question though. Uh, what type of hats did they actually wear? I mean, we're talking about you know things that are anachronistic. You know, mm. did they have these type of traditional cowboy hats during this period, or did they have something else? So I looked this one up too, and uh, I, I did find out when they was talking about Western wear. Actually, most pe- most of the people living in the Old West wore bowler hats. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say mostly bowlers. Yeah, in fact, if you watch um, the movie Young Guns. You can actually see Emilio Estevez when he's playing Billy the Kid. He's got a bowler hat. I remember finding that very, uh, very odd when I watched it at first. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess it was just more practical at that time because you didn't want the hat to blow off in the wind. You know, if you had this big rim, that might happen. It wasn't until apparently the 1870s that the the traditional Stetson hat became more popular. And why? Because it was similar to those worn by the Union Cavalry. And even mm. that one had evolved from the what they called the blue kepi hat, which was what I guess the Union soldiers had worn. The the uh, you know there is the West and there are Westerns, and one of those factors, yeah, is the cowboy hats. That you know the cat the hats we see in movies are not the hats that they actually wore. Right. The, uh, yeah, are kind of what we think of as a cowboy hat in a movie. Uh, sort of gets its origin from, you know, Mexican sombreros. Ah, right. Notably, uh, a hat that, ironically, you don't see in Westerns that much. It was called the Plainsman. Hmm. And it was sort of Stetson's, you know, inspired by a sombrero. But it's the, you know, it's the very, very flat uh, crown and very, very flat brim. So I was um, a little disappointed because he was so caring and so wonderful, him describing this hat with the pretty white, the pretty band. And then when it actually showed up, it's like, ah, it's pretty, it's kind of a cool hat, but it's not like, it wasn't like spectacular, but it was his and he spent three years training it. So I, <laughs> I totally, I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Yeah. It's, it's hard to match up to that. The build up for a hat. And uh, I mean, you know, they, they, they they could have Bruce Broughton could have wrote you know written a special theme. No, the hat Hayden's motif. Hat. Yeah, the hat motif and the hat uh, motif. Yeah, there you go. Actually, actually, <laughs> do you guys remember the teaser for this movie? No, I only saw it once in the theaters. It was very abstract. It's it's a man on a horse. It's Payton, though we don't know it at the time. Uh, you know, is it basically his hat gets shot off? Sort of flies in the air, and uh, and then you know a, a this faceless rider picks up the hat and, and puts it on and rides off. And hmm. you know, voiceover guy says, "Hey, uh, you like westerns? They're coming back this summer." Silverado. So sure, that's on YouTube somewhere. Huh. Wow, this is amazing. Hmm. And all this discussion of of these hats uh, starts to make me think about uh, the movie that we were discussing before, which was Buckaroo Banzai. And what New Jersey was wearing, <laughs> Goldblum. Yes. You know, I mean, com- com- compare and contrast Payton's outfit with New Jersey's in Buckaroo Bonsai. 
Well, well, then that also leads to another Buckaroo Banzai character, Rawhide, who probably has more to do with Paden or Emmett. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, hmm. uh, New Jersey, as we talked about, is is like a you know a true 1930s movie western singing cowboy. Right. That uh, that was the whole nudies thing. Yeah, and the nudie suit. And uh, Gord, are you familiar with the legend of the nudie suit? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I know the prehistory of hee-haw, for sure. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Hee-haw, yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the Gene, pre, no, the, the prehistory. Of yeah. That. You know, this is mm-hmm. Gene, Gene Autry, but... Uh, and that... and Because we are masters of the Segway. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> these are three masters of the Segway. Uh, though, though I have to say, I'm, I'm sad that we don't get any Jeff Goldblum minutes. I mean, he I actually is in this film as Slick the Gambler. Uh, and, you know, we were talking before about the, the Goldblumometer. If we were to turn that on for many minutes ahead uh how goldblum is jeff goldblum in this film oh well you know if i if i get out the goldblumometer here and i dust it off there we go yeah yeah it's uh you know it's it's a it's a surprisingly faint goldblum reading you Mm. know because you know slicks i think we talked about this earlier slicks an interesting character because i think there's more to this character that was left on the cutting room floor Mm. It seems like there are a couple of scenes. Uh, we've talked about this with with other characters. It's just there's not a full uh, thing there, and so you know, yeah, there's there's something slightly undeveloped with Goldblum's character. He's also a strange throwback to his uh, his evil disco guys that he played in uh, movies like uh, Thank God It's Friday. Oh. Really? Huh. Wow. Wow, yeah, that's dedication here. Gordon the Mailman, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thank God it's Friday, which I watched last week. Yeah, in prep- in preparation for this. Yep, it's on Tubi. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. That that movie was way mm. before this movie, and it's, that is more Goldblum than he is in this. In this movie, it's all about mannerisms and slight little like looks and to the camera and things like when... Um, yeah. When Tyree and 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 Peyton are in the bar and and he leans forward and grabs and this his this only coming knife. a year like, after Buckaroo Banzai, eighty four and eighty five, yeah. not the gold yeah. bloom that we're used to now, where everything is measured and kind of over, exact, not exaggerated, but before we move on, just to get this sure. out of the way, I wrote the note. Pepe Serna is also in this movie. Yeah. And That's right. So, is this a Buckaroo Bonsai universe movie? <laughs> Just because there's two actors in it. There, there are two. Yeah. And no, and also, Payton's hat from the thing. I mean, come on. There's a whole lot of <laughs> well, a whole lot of John Carpenter to, to the podcast that we've done, <laughs> Brett and I. Right. <laughs> I I want to make one comment here that uh, there is a subtle, subtle but but powerful element of the lighting here mm. uh you know and i'm bad me i've forgotten who was the director of photography on this but uh there you know the the sense of dusk after dinner you know they're coming they're coming out of maybe the cantina but you know they've had dinner and of course you you, you do kind of wonder are you going to start writing before dark i don't know but mm. uh you know you get the sense it's it's like it is dark or it's going to be dark, and it, 
you know, one interesting thing about this sequence is it almost looks like day for night. It's not day for hmm. night, but you know, there is a sense of darkness is coming on and, uh, uh, hats off, no pun intended to the cinematographer. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's only one more thing really to say about this minute. And, uh, that's what Turley is like. And <laughs> just sort of, we, uh, we, we get yet another real feel of Emmett's understated personality, uh, because what is Turley like? Eh, it's a town. Yeah. Yeah. It's and a town. It, yeah. And it's, it's, it's definitely Scott Glenn having some funny or having some funny, I'm having some <laughs> funny right now, having some fun with that line. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's where, you, you know, an actor looks at a, the line on the page and he decides to, you know, he gives it a little bit of a beat there and there's a, just the slightest of grins, you know, <laughs> it's as if he's saying, why don't you come along and find out what Turley's like? Do you yeah. think that he? Do you think he's inviting him? I I think, um, yeah, I think his tone is uh, it's not nothing else to real do. Heavy, yeah. It's like you know, yeah. He's sort of. Why don't you come? Why don't you come along and find out? They, you know, they they seem to enjoy each other's company. Because uh, yeah, I think I think he's uh, I, I think he's maybe nudging Payton a little bit. Mm. Maybe you know, teasing him. If if this were uh, a Zucker and Zucker, like an airplane type film, after he would say a line like that, then you'd get a quick shot that would show the town. And everybody's like rioting and screaming and punching and <laughs> all this stuff. Somebody takes their top off for no reason. <laughs> Perfect. Welcome to Turley. Well, well, tell me, Gordy, what what makes this film really resonate with you? Why is this your favorite film? Well, I, we talked about it in the beginning a little bit. There's a little bit of a, a the the hanging out with my mom and watching it and liking it. But I think that and I was having this conversation with a friend earlier today. I don't know if I would have liked this movie if Kevin Klein wasn't Payton. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think that this. I think that's the, the, the main reason. I mean, Linda Hunt's amazing. And Brian Dan, he's amazing. I mean, everybody does a great job. But the Kevin Klein character is kind of how I, 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 I may, I don't like to have like heroes or like how I live my life based on how somebody else works. But his character in this movie is how I want to live my life. Guarded, <laughs> you, you know, guarded and... um you know, philosophical and later on in the movie, jumping way ahead. I'm sorry, whoever's going to cover this later in the film. But when he, when, when he um, gives Tyree his gun back and said, go ahead. It's like, that's exactly what I would have done. Hmm. You know, that sort of thing. Um, so I think, I think it, it, I mostly relate to the character and the portrayal that Kevin Klein does in this movie. I think that's that's the main reason why I think this movie works. Gordy, we're we're really happy that you've been able to come on the show to to talk about this, uh, you know, film that you really like. Yeah, I was just talking with a a friend before we recorded and he was he said, "Wait, Silverado's your favorite western?" It's like, "Yep." It's like, "Oh, I didn't know that about you." So, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a there's a lot you don't know about me. So, <laughs> well, if if people want to want to find out more about you, where can they find well, information about you and the stuff that you're working on? 
Well, the main thing when it comes to people who like to listen to podcasts is the Gordcast. And it's a giant umbrella that 10 years ago I started just, you know, like most podcasts, just a couple of guys talking about stuff that they liked. And it was uh, me and Paul Bertolino. And we mostly talked about music and trivia and growing up in Napa Valley and, you know, the 70s and 80s and on and on. And then it changed over time. We did a thing called the Gordcast Shuffle, where we listened to podcasts or we listened to um, our music library on Shuffle and then just talked about whatever came up, kind of roulette, Whoa, which comes to the, the gaming halls of the Silverado. Um, and, <laughs> and, and then, and then... I wanted to jump into the movies by minute group. And uh, instead of doing movies by minute, I said, I'm going to do Zar dozen minutes with Brett Stillo <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of inspired, kind of inspired by my, 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 my new friend, Josh, my, my good friend, oh, Brett's thank you. versions of uh, uh, five minutes of bonsai and five minutes of trouble. And those are all under the same umbrella of the Gordcast. And, you know, mm-hmm. check it out. Listen to it. You like it. Uh, you, you know, people talking about stuff. And if you want to check out my Instagram, that's a fun thing. It's usually postal related, but, you know, things like that. Uh, yeah. And the Gordcast yeah. is is not about the large fruit with the hard skin. It's it's something else, right? Oh, yes. I, uh, yeah. Not with you. Leave the you out. You'll be fine. <laughs> Well, if you want to find more information about the Silverado Minutes podcast, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site, which is at SilveradoMinute.com. Social media is available at The Midnight Star, the Silverado Minute Listener's Saloon, on Facebook, and on Twitter at SilveradoMXM. And by the way, if you like these Movies by Minutes podcasts, be sure to check out MoviesByMinutes.com where you'll find literally hundreds of titles covering, uh, well, they're covered using this same minute-by-minute format, including Brett and my discussions of Big Trouble in Little China, which we did in Five Minutes of Trouble, and The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension in Five Minutes of Banzai, and I guess Zardoz, too, which was our dozen minutes. That should be up there, right? Yeah, it's that, yeah, it's, it's definitely on the list, yeah. And I, I do want to mention, though, that, uh, you know, as far as uh, Five Minutes of Banzai goes... Uh, we may possibly be doing a new episode of that. Uh, what? Yes. Because because yes. there is a a new E. M. Roush novel, Buckaroo Banzai Against the World Crime League at all, and wow. uh, this is the first sort of new continuation to come in many many years. I'm trying to get through it. It's uh, it's very dense, <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll see if maybe we might be able to do uh, another Banzai episode based on that. Josh. Always a pleasure, my friend. Yes, yeah, same for uh, it's been a, same here, It's bro. been a fun week. Gordy, thanks for joining us on the last episode. Yep, thank uh, you. Let's yeah, let's just see what else. Just go ahead and go to Turley on our own. <laughs> I'm sure there's well, you, nice it, folks there. It's it's been it's been super cool to hang out with you. And um, between the three of us, uh, last one the midnight star buys. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Sounds well good. said. Well, in that case, so long, partner, and thanks for listening to the Silverado Minute. Yee-haw! See, that was terrible. That was terrible. That Do was again. good. Do it again. again? Take All right. two? One, All right. one more. Second take two. Yee-haw! Yee-haw! 
I think the first one was better. <laughs>